vida es un sueño. Life is only a dream. This is Joe Boyd's A to Z at letter VV. La realidad es nacer y morir Porque llenarnos de tanta ansiedad Todo lo es más que un eterno sufrir El mundo está hecho Sin Life is a dream, and everything goes away. Reality is being born and dying. Why fill ourselves with anxiety? Everything is suffering. The world is made up of unhappiness. That song was written by El Cieglo Maravilloso, the marvelous blind man, the great Arsenio Rodriguez, a key figure in the development of Cuban music and hence of Latin music the world over. Rodriguez wrote that song in 1947 during his first trip to New York. He'd been told about a surgeon who could restore the eyesight he had lost as a young boy after being kicked in the head by a mule. The doctor examined him for a few short minutes, then told him that his condition was incurable. Arsenio went back to the East Harlem apartment where he was staying took a short nap, woke up, and wrote the song. Most key figures in the history of Latin music credit Arsenio Rodriguez with being its most important innovator. He emerged in the 1930s, leading a revolutionary dance band, the first to include the conga drum, which had previously only been heard in Afro-Cuban religious ceremonies or carnival street parades, or more recently, in touristic cabaret shows. Cuba was astonished and shocked. Authorities had always insisted that Cuban music had little to do with Africa, but that big conga drum certainly didn't come from Spain. Arsenio recorded with some of the most popular bands, but was not allowed to appear on stage with them. It was far too black for 1930s Cuba. In 1937, the great singer Miguelito Valdez made the first successful recording of an Arsenio Afro-Cuban song. Bruca Manigua, which means in Afro-Cuban dialect, brutal white man. Y 
tanto matar a hay cuerpo van Rodriguez played the tres, that peculiarly Cuban instrument, which features three pairs of strings set wide apart on a broad bridge, a kind of a cross between a lute and a mandolin, but with steel strings. It resonates powerfully. The gaps between the pairs of octave-tuned strings encourage players to strike hard and loud with a pick. Arsenio pioneered the trace solo. had been around since the late 19th century and its cutting sound was a key element in the popularity of Cuban son in the first decades of the 20th century. Songs you could dance to. What a revolutionary idea. I'm not kidding. Before loudspeakers, it never occurred to anyone to do that. But as dance bands became both jazzier and more Afro-Cuban in the late 30s, the piano became a key part of Cuban orchestras, replacing the trace. But guess what? Those piano solos that are a hallmark of Latin music to this day took their cue from trace solos. Those octave-spanning arpeggios are mimicking the octave-paired trace strings. Arsenio was from an Abaqua family near Matanzas. The Abaqua were a religious group from the Cameroon-Nigerian border regions, and they were tough, often filing their teeth to a point. They controlled the dockyards in Matanzas and much of Havana, and it was in the docks that clave sticks and cajon boxes were used for percussion in the informal dances that became the rumba. Arsenio's music was full of abaqua rumba feel. He also insisted that the word mambo was from that part of Africa and indicated something important was going down or being said. When the mambo craze spread across the world, Arsenio said he'd been the first to play that particular rhythm and few could argue with him. Harlow and Ray Barretto recorded tributes to Arsenio after his death in 1970. 
One could say that a key to the New York salsa sound lies in the reverence many Puerto Ricans had for Rodriguez, more almost than the Cubans themselves did. To my shame, I met Arsenio in the 60s when he played the Newport Folk Festival, but at the time I didn't realize how important he was. Years later, I tried to make up for it by insisting the Cuban all-star band I produced, Cubanismo, record an Arsenio number. Rodriguez got fed up with the racism of 1940s Cuba and moved to New York, but he found things weren't much better there. His band was too African, the rhythms too complex for the New York Latin crowd to relate to, but lots of bands recorded his songs and revered him, so at least he didn't starve. The magic blind man remains a Latin music legend. Joe Boyd pondering whether it's a good idea to say double W or just click on my A to Z in two weeks. (laughs) 